You're tuning in to the Raised by Rentals program. This podcast will contain strong language and spoilers for decades-old media properties. Welcome, everybody. This is the podcast where we examine pop culture franchises of the VHS era and improv new stories off the dome for your pleasure to imagine how we might improve our favorite movies, TV, and games. I'm Josh. I'm Mike. And we were raised by rentals. Mike, it's our 13th improv improve episode. Woohoo! Is it lucky or unlucky 13? I guess we'll find out. <laughs> well, uh, I would say the topic is rather unlucky, but I think we could do something with it. <laughs> yeah, I think I think so. I think so. Um, yeah, so we recorded 20 episodes total prior to this, including our rental rant specials, uh, which is really cool. So, yeah, we're moving into our second uh, decade. This is our 21st overall episode, uh, which nice. seems crazy because I feel like we haven't been doing this for very long. Um, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> but it didn't take us very long to tackle some like pretty major franchises. Like, you know, we, we had to start off with a comfort zone, right? Friday the 13th. But I mean, we've already looked at Police Academy, Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, Predator. We jumped into the Arnieverse <laughs> a little <laughs> bit with uh, Terminator and Commando. And, you know, we're kind of hitting some of the the greatest hits of the VHS era. And there's a bunch more that we'll get to you know we've done some tv some video games some you know some raunchy comedies like real genius and i don't know that we've spent a ton of time actually trying to improve movies that need it right movies that are just <laughs> bad but they didn't need to be you know uh we talked about street fighter and it was like just scrap it and start over you know like there's there's no <laughs> there's no <laughs> exactly there's no improving that uh and then we, we've done a lot of like what if fantasy football style movie and tv show pitches where it was like look we didn't get something and if we did get it what would that have looked like just as we you know we recently did with our our live action gi joe you know in the in the era right the late 80s right. early 90s uh so we decided to talk about what, like, what is this, uh, this turd that you decided to fish out? <laughs> well, yeah, th this isn't one of the uh, highly acclaimed uh, aforementioned properties. This is something that made the rounds. I'm pretty sure with every eighties child, uh, because it was on all over cable television. It was all over the video stores and it had a very, uh, very, very good name. Like the name is what does it, but we are going to cover Chud cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, this is one of those late night staples i think for every kid in the 80s like i said i remember seeing it on hbo and showtime and tnt and like usa up all night and this was always passed around it's absolutely ridiculous like i i've i've gone on record on the boogeyman's closet as saying this is a shit movie like, I hate this movie. I think the name is amazing. I think the idea is good. Everything else is hot garbage. I can't stand it. I, I think that the only reason people remember this fondly is because it was constantly on and because it has a cool name. That's yeah. it. <laughs> well, <laughs> even the name being cool is maybe debatable because 
while cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers is kind of cool, like Chud's a little silly. Just Chud. <laughs> True, but it, it became a pop culture icon to call somebody a Chud. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. And you're, you're completely right. At least, you know, kids of, uh, of our generation probably remember that. <laughs> I'm not sure if, if kids are calling themselves Chuds anymore. Or if they are, they have no idea what the, the origin of that insult it probably is. <laughs> I, I still remember one time in particular we're going years back this was my my early days of working at the hospital somebody got pissed at me and said you fucking chud and i just started laughing because i'm like did they just call me a chud like i've been called many things but that is amazing <laughs> so yeah oh, I love I mean, it. chud's one of those those uh era insults you know that came up from the 80s yeah, exactly. One of, the, one of those things that people say, and the kids, the kids these days, they have no idea what you're <laughs> talking about. They don't get about. it. <laughs> oh, man. I feel like it's like saying, like, cool beans or something. It's like, oh, you, <laughs> right. date, you date yourself so much when you say <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, man. But, yeah, I remember this, too. I remember this as being a movie that is just awesomely bad. And I think it's one of the movies at least in our circles that seems to come up as an example of an awesomely bad movie or an awesomely bad horror movie, the kind of movie that is terrible, but you love to watch it anyway, because it's so terrible that it becomes like hilarious. Right. Right. Um, yeah. And, and for me, yeah, I, I don't remember if it was monster vision or USA up all night or, or which one of those late night cable uh, uh, shows that used to be on back, back when horror used to be something that was like hosted on TV, you know, yeah. <laughs> I miss those days, but uh, I don't remember which one of those I would have seen this on, but I definitely would have seen it in the late 80s or early 90s. I don't think I've seen it since, but I had this like grand memory of it as this. Oh, man, that movie was terrible, but it got <laughs> it got lumped in with all of those other, you know, uh, up all night movies where it was like sometimes they were just TNA. Sometimes they were just bad special effects, you know. Right. And there was like some gems thrown in there as well. But that's when, you know, at least people of our generation, you didn't have to pay any money. You didn't have to go to the video store. You could just, you know, turn on USA or some channel and and uh, and just enjoy the spectacle. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It, it was it was a Saturday night staple, you know, to be able to just turn that on and watch bad movies. Yeah, but, I kind of missed that. Oh, me too, dude. <laughs> <laughs> However, I will say little little uh, unsponsored plug here. I watched this on Tubi and I've been telling everybody like I have become a complete Tubi whore ever since kind of discovering mm -hmm. it. It's like, holy crap, there's so many great bad 80s movies on there. <laughs> like There was a uh, freaking The Pit, which is another horrible 80s <laughs> horror movie. Uh, Evil Tunes from the early 90s, which is like basically TNA with a killer werewolf cartoon. Um, it's ridiculous. <laughs> But yeah, they got like Evil Ed and like all these freaking crazy movies from the 80s and, and early 90s. So I've been going down this really weird rabbit hole with that. So while we don't have those USA up all nights, we at least have Tubi to rely on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Actually, I love Tubi. I don't watch it as much as I should or I would love to just because, man, I don't have as much time to watch stuff. But I first got a subscription to it when uh, Tegan wanted – I forget which show. It was a modern show, one of the some reality show that she wanted to see and we couldn't find them anywhere. So I said, fine, we'll get like the free trial. And then just having it available, yeah, a lot of the horror movies that uh, Tegan and I have watched over the last couple of months 
friends have been on Tubi and it's, you know, whether they're obscure or not, it's a great source for uh, just the shows that don't seem to be super popular. So you don't really find them on, on you know, on Amazon or, you know, Netflix or whatever. Um, and like I said, it was, oh, it was one of those like true stories of the ER or something. One of those like drum, you know, dramatic reality shows where you, it, they've been around for, I don't know, 20 seasons or something. And if you want to go back and watch a season from like 2015, like that's not necessarily easy to find streaming somewhere because it's just some random network show but it's on tubi you know right so that's very cool but yeah i recently watched chud i had to rewatch it and i had to try over and over and over again to like just get started (laughs) (laughs) uh because um, my opinion of it has changed a lot and we'll get into that, but the first, I don't know, five to 10 minutes is exactly what I remembered, which is just slow and boring and fucking nothing going on. And even when there's like, somebody gets killed right at the very beginning, but it's like, yep. you don't care you know? <laughs> because there's not exciting in any way. <laughs> it's, that's the one part that always stuck in my memory from childhood is like, someone getting yanked into a sewer and like them and their dog. Yeah. And and, like that idea always freaked me out. Like, so, you know, as a kid walking by sewers, like manholes and I'm like, there's either a clown or a chud down there, you know? (laughs) Right. (laughs) But that's it. Like everything else after that is so fucking boring. I hate, I hate it. Yeah. Well, and and, and so I'll just spoil it right now. I'll say I liked it way more this time than I did in my memory of it. And as, as watching it as a kid, when I remember I was so bored and again, I probably only ever got through it because whichever, you know, hosted show that it was on, on the commercial breaks, you know, it was uh, Gilbert Gottfried or Joe Bob Briggs or somebody was, you know, making fun of it during the commercial breaks. And that's probably right. how you get through the movie, you know? <laughs> um, but uh, no, I, I gotta say, I actually, did enjoy it this time surprisingly uh, i was really kind of shocked that i i did see a lot of good in it but i think mainly it's because i was able this time with you know an adult uh, perception to see it and realize what was wrong with it and mm-hmm. part of me was like i was kind of filing those tidbits away for this conversation but at the <laughs> same time i was okay fine so there's hardly any fucking music or score at all so it's so quiet that it, it, it almost seems like it's like a it's a bad student film or something because, you know, there's no drama. There's no yeah. difference between like normal conversations and like action scenes because there's hardly any sound, which I thought was weird. And I think that might be part of the reason why it comes across just so boring and slow because it's it's just it's too quiet, like not even in an eerie way, but just in a, yeah. you know, a dull way. No, I'd agree. I, I like Honestly, like I, I won't agree with liking it more this time around because I actually think I liked it less. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, like, yeah, it, it is it is very quiet, and in in certain scenes that kind of is a little bit eerie. Um, but overall, it's just kind of like why it's a bad choice. <laughs> um, I don't like any of the characters. I think that's another important thing about this movie. I don't yeah. like any of them. Um, and why the fuck is everyone so dirty? Like, right? <laughs> seriously, like we, we got to we got to stop and talk about this for a minute. So the movie deals with a lot of homeless people. It makes sense for these characters to be at least a little bit dirty, even though it looked like they're all chimney sweeps, like they're just covered in soot. But right. everybody, the fucking model is dirty. 
there are scenes with her where she's just dirty. I'm like, why is everybody dirty? <laughs> the freaking, yeah. you know, pastor soup kitchen, basically the wet bandit. Um, <laughs> is he? He's fucking filthy, and he's like taking a knife and like rubbing it on his like three days full of crud type t-shirt it's like oh dude stop like everything is oh. gross about this <laughs> and he's so sweaty too all the time <laughs> like you're, you're saying dirty and i always thought i thought you were gonna say sweaty right because even the main character uh the uh, john hurd guy mm-hmm. like I, I don't know that he's dirty that much he definitely when he's in the sewer um but he's he's just so like sweaty and like his clothes don't fit because he just looks schlumpy you know yeah <laughs> There's yeah, uh, the, the wardrobe was awful in this movie, and I and I understand it was like what eighty one, eighty two, whatever. It was early eighties, yeah. so I get it. But still, like the wardrobe was awful. But it yeah, was even for every, the era. Everybody has that sweaty, dirty. Hell, even the cop looks kind of freaking dirty. It's like why why is everyone grimy? <laughs> like I don't get it. Yeah, and, and on top of the fact that everybody is just a fucking asshole, too. Like, they're all yeah. so mean to each other. And even the characters who are supposed to like each other, like the photographer and the model, you know, mm-hmm. there are scenes where they're like, oh, we're in love, we're going to have a baby, which, you know, side note, completely pointless side plot that goes nowhere. <laughs> totally <laughs> doesn't agree. Need, doesn't need to be there. Has nothing, it adds nothing to the movie whatsoever, except... You know, it's like another example of like, uh, we got to make this person seem human in some way. Give them some personality trait. Oh, she's pregnant. Yeah, that's it. That's and all the personality we, she has. <laughs> when we put her in danger, the audience will go, oh, no, not the baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> but it's like, it's like I forget what movie you guys were talking about, The Boogeyman's Closet, recently. Uh, and sometime in the last month or two. And you were like, oh, they they bring up that you know, this character's a writer. And then they never mention it again. And it was like, <laughs> right. well, what's the point of even putting that in there? They're like, right. like I, I get that the characters need to be three-dimensional. But, like, you're just listing off, like, a bullet list of traits doesn't, like, make the character three-dimensional. <laughs> you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, but, yeah, the characters are all just – they're fucking assholes to each other. All they do is just argue and – and just fight and, you know, spit venom at each other constantly. And even when they're trying to help each other, you know, it's like, and oh, I don't know. Like, there's that scene. Okay, so the photographer uh, and, and the model, I, I forget all the characters' names, but. Who cares? They're the yeah. photographer, the model, the journalist, the the reverend, the and the all. Yeah, the cook. Yeah, that's it. That's all you get. But, but like, they're, they're, he's doing a photo shoot with her for a perfume ad. And, you know, she's basically mostly nude under, like, a fur rug. And he's pretending like he's okay with it, but really he's not okay with it. And then he loses his shit at one point, and he's talking about how terrible the perfume smells and what they need to sell it. And she's like, well, you stop. Like, this is a job for her. And he's like, what? They know it smells terrible. It smells like sheep dip. And I'm like, what the fuck (laughs) is sheep dip? (laughs) Like, what is that? (laughs) I don't know. I'm literally going to Google it. Well, yeah, and it was like, uh, we're not here. To, we're not supposed to be here to review the movie, but it's hard not to just like pick on it, right? But right. yeah, but like, at the same time, like in that same sequence, he gets a phone call and like runs off to go help somebody, but then he like never goes back to his job and like her job, and he's not in any kind of fucking hurry. Like we see him a little bit later with helping the woman that he went to go help. And he's just strolling along, casual as can be, just having a conversation. Like, I know he was worried about her, but he wasn't even trying to be like, yo, 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 I got to get back to work. Like, he was right. just like, 
what's going on? How you doing? You know, <laughs> like walking all slow. Right. And I'm like, dude, like you just bailed in the middle of not only your job, but like your girlfriend's job. Like there's a whole crew of people there waiting for you to come back. And and the next time we see her, she's just at home chilling. Like oh, I'm pregnant. Like I was right. waiting for her. I was waiting for her to be like, where the fuck did you go? You just like lost me a shitload of money and you screwed up my whole like modeling contract. And instead she's like, I'm pregnant. Yay. Like, what? <laughs> Like, that makes no sense. <laughs> like, it's, it's like, what? What? Makes no oh, sense. I, I so, sheepdip is apparently an insecticide farmers use to protect their sheep from, you know, insect infestation. And apparently it smells fucking awful. Uh, okay. Which. What, which I guess makes sense because, like, I have, like, fly traps that I keep in my backyard because Texas houseflies are, well, like, fucking monsters. And the shit that you have to, like, put in the fly traps, like, the bait smells like rotten meat. It is so horrible. Okay, well, I guess that does make sense. But I I, I had never heard of sheep dip before, so it, it <laughs> definitely caught me off guard. I'm like, what the fuck is sheep dip? <laughs> yeah, me neither. Me neither. I have no idea. Unless, uh, <laughs> unless Wikipedia is uh, leading me astray, I guess it's just some... See, and we're we're sitting here talking about you know generational shit, calling people chuds and saying things like cool beans, <laughs> and this is probably some other generational thing that we're like, what the fuck did he just say? Sheep dip? What? <laughs> What's a sheep dip? <laughs> oh, you kids! <laughs> the other thing I want to comment on about the the film before we get into into all this is uh, why does every fucking basement in New York City connect to the subway tunnels or the sewers? Is that a thing? Like no. <laughs> <laughs> no like, hard is no this, is this something i'm just not aware of like i the whole time i'm like why does everyone have a hatch that goes to the sewer yeah you're i mean it'd be one thing if it was like unusual like that one apartment building happened to have some kind of like a utility portal right to get under the building into like the sewer like that would make sense but like right. every every building like no like it would be it would be unusual or it would be locked up or something you know like it'd be like in a cage where it'd be like water authority only with like a big padlock on it you know yeah and then like okay the other thing is like we see that the model and the cameraman well, the photographer yeah cameraman okay the photographer and the model live up on like the third floor of that apartment building right the scene where she goes down into the basement she drops whatever book or whatever down into the the utility sewer it has to go down there and get it, but the chuds know she's there. <laughs> so, like, you know, you see the close-up on the on the the sewer hatch and it busts open, and then you see the close-up on the sewer door and it busts, or on the basement door and it busts open. But then she's in the shower. Now on the third floor, and <laughs> the water starts to back up, and she takes she doesn't get a plunger, she gets a fucking coat hanger, and just jams it down the drain and starts yanking on something. And pulls up a huge spurt of blood that coats her and the shower. And you hear some weird, like, echoey, like, kind of sound. And then nothing. Like, yeah. She's not traumatized by this. She's just drying off in the next scene. It's like, wait a second. Was there a chud in your pipes? What happened? I know, on the third floor. I, well, <laughs> you, mentioned, you mentioned that, too, like, the reaction. Because... There's hardly any scene in the entire movie where somebody reacts horrifically 
to horrific events, right? Like she yeah. gets completely pissed in blood and she's just like, oh, well, something weird in the pipes. And she doesn't even scream or anything. She's just like <laughs> staring. And then there was a scene where like, there's like this like little girl sees her grandpa get like ripped out of a phone booth and like carried off. And she never says a word or blinks. She's just staring. And then right. you see you see her sitting with her like her chin on her hand, like fucking Linus on the wall. And it's like <laughs> she never says a word like she's not screaming or crying. Like, I mean, I guess she could be traumatized, but she wasn't even like, you know, comatose. She was just like bored. You right. know, it's <laughs> like, oh, fuck, I'm in this movie. I'll never act again. And even <laughs> when like the, the cook, the reverend, whatever they call him, like he apparently sees something in the sewer at some point, And he just asses himself with some water and shakes his head like, oh, I got to lay off the junk. You know, right. and it's like, <laughs> what? Like, <laughs> like it's. Oh, it's like there's so much wrong with this film. But again, the concept of like toxic dumping under the the city streets and people becoming mutants is a fun sci-fi horror concept. Like it's that's something, you know, that's totally like, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Captain Planet. Like we did the Toxic Mm -hmm. Avenger. We did this theme again and again in pop culture and it worked on so many other properties but here it mm-hmm. fails miserably. And I know we're, we're not talking about the sequel, but I do have to just quickly mention Bud the Chud, the, the sequel. <laughs> love it. I actually do. I actually love that movie. Like, I know a lot of people hate it because it is so over the top and slapstick. I fucking love it. It's so dumb that it's fun. It, it, it circles right back around to being fun. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those films. Uh, we did this a lot in the 80s where we would sequelize something. And it would be it would go from, you know, a semi-serious horror movie or like a horror movie with maybe some little jokes thrown in here. And they're like a dark, dark comedy to then straight up like slapstick comedy. So like we did it with Return of the Living Dead, where it's like part two was just fucking ridiculous. You know, we did it with Chud, where it's part two is fucking ridiculous. Like we we see this again and again throughout uh, throughout the 80s. We even talked about it in Police Academy, where it's like it started off Mm -hmm. as a comedy and halfway through it became a fucking cartoon made for kids. You know, like literally and figuratively. (laughs) So my favorite example of that is Gremlins 2, which Mm -hmm. is just ridiculously over the top to the point where I like it better than the original Gremlins. The first Gremlins is a superior movie in terms of it's a well-made horror comedy slash family flick. Like it's a really, really (laughs) good – it's a good example of all those genres, and it's it's a testament to how great the movie is that it juggles all of them really, really well. You know, memorable characters. Obviously, it's it made a huge impact on uh, pop culture. Gremlins was a giant hit. But to me, Gremlins 2 is a more fun movie to watch. You know, I really yeah. like how ridiculous it is. And I totally agree. Like, I didn't get a chance to finish watching uh, Bud the Chud recently. But, <laughs> you know, I, 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 I still will. I do want to finish it. But I do. Yeah, I, I, I remember how, how fun and like over the top and silly it is. And uh, isn't uh, what's his name? Garrett Graham. Garrett, is that Garrett his name? Graham. Yep. Yeah. That's yeah, one of the awesome. reasons I love it. <laughs> I freaking love Garrett Graham. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that dude's fun. And you mentioned Police Academy. He's in Police Academy Six. Yep. Uh, but he's in uh, what? Uh, Terrorvision, right? And uh, Terrorvision, yeah. Uh, Bud the Chud, obviously. Um, he's in Phantom of the Paradise. That's it. Yeah. Um, uh, he's in Chopping Mall. Like he's all over the '80s. And uh, me and Maurice actually had the the chance to meet him. Uh, well, I keep saying last year, but God, 2019. I keep forgetting COVID has has made it feel like one long year. Um, <laughs> the year that never in, ends. <laughs> right, back in 2019, uh, we met him at Scaricon, and and the poor guy, he he had had a stroke. Um, I want to say the previous year, so he's not in the best health. Um, but he's he's still 
super friendly, really nice guy. Like when we went to go get our picture with him, you know, I was kind of gushing about Bud the Chud. And he started laughing. He was like, oh, I haven't thought of that one in a while. You know? And we were just <laughs> we were talking with him about some of our favorite films. And like he was just a super nice guy. And uh, like it, it's cool because you see him in all these great movies and you like his performance. And then when you get to meet him and find out that they're just as chill as they seem on screen, it's like, all right, cool. Yeah. I like that. I love but, that. Yeah. But yeah, Bud the Chud, uh, a couple things that I love about it in in uh, that I feel is superior over the first movie. I like that the, the Chuds are basically smart zombies and they're like filling out their ranks. They're trying to mm-hmm. pass the disease along to make more Chuds. And I'm like, that's cool. It's almost like a vampire um, yeah. instead of just like mindless, you know, sewer dwelling monsters. Um, so that's pretty fucking cool. And uh, the, <laughs> as much as it's stupid, I like the fact that they really can't be killed easily. Like they're they're like a weird, like I said, almost like a vampire zombie type thing. Like there's one dude who gets his head knocked off and he just puts it back on. <laughs> you know? yeah. like, it's yeah. like. How do you kill these fuckers? And they just they keep freezing, which is also another way to kill monsters in the 80s. Freeze them. They did that in Return of the Living Dead as well. Yep. But um, yeah, for some reason, Chud 2 actually freaked me out as a kid. Like, I don't I think it's because of that whole mob mentality of like the monsters uh, grouping up, ganging up on you. Like, that's always freaking <laughs> out, which is why zombies always scared me. But and the fact that they want to eat you. But uh, there's two <laughs> yeah, scenes. It doesn't usually help. <laughs> yeah, there's two scenes in Chud too that that always freak me out. Like there's an a, a, a late like an aerobics lady that gets turned, and there's this close up on her face after she gets turned, and she's calling for her cat because she wants to eat it. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. ugh, like I don't like the way she looks. And then yeah, the, the like final, <laughs> the final fight in the pool where they're they're all like splashing around, getting frozen. Something about that always creeped me out as a kid. Like, I was like, oh, God, don't fall in there. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, it, it's funny you, you mentioned uh, the fact that they were trying to, like, replicate themselves uh, as, like, you drew the distinction between, like, a zombie, which is just feed, eat, you know, repeat. But with the chuds, it was like they were trying to make more chuds. It wasn't just about right. killing and eating. It was like, no, we need to propagate our species, which to me is like a virus. You know, that's, exactly, that's yeah. exactly what a virus does. Like it does anything and everything it needs to make more of itself, right? To to replicate and to survive through anything, anything it can do to survive through like mass reproduction or like, you know, duplicating and cloning itself. So I think that's maybe something to keep in mind when, you know, we're thinking about what we might do if we could go back in time, back to uh, the early 1980s and like fix Chud before it came out. So it could actually be <laughs> like a really great movie, uh, yeah. which, which is a cool segue into the fact that even though we've mentioned uh, John Hurd and we mentioned, uh, you know, the wet bandits, but there actually are a couple of really great actors in this movie as well, or maybe not yeah. great, but at least faces, you know, well-known people, uh, who became probably what more well-known <laughs> after this, uh, you know, there's John Hurd, obviously who plays the photographer. Uh, we mentioned Daniel Stern, one of the wet bandits from home alone later on, who is the, the cook or they call him the reverend in this movie. And actually John Hurd is in home alone as well. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, was gonna say, I think it's kind of funny that two Home Alone alumni are in this. Yeah, and this was like years before, so it's like maybe Home Alone is a sequel to Chud. Hmm, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean Christopher Curry is—he's well, the cop, right? Isn't he wait, in wait, this me, as well? Yeah, he is. Uh, sorry to cut you off, but 
We questioned in Home Alone, what the fuck does the dad do that he has all that fucking money to provide for that many fucking kids, right. have that big of a house, and go like on like a European vacation and all that, like, and he, pay for his brother and their kids as well. Right. What he did was he fucking survived the Chud fiasco <laughs> and he held New York City hostage for hush money. Right. There you go. And like, <laughs> is is there a scene in Home Alone where? Uh, Kevin's dad is ever in the same scene with is it Marv right the the taller the yeah. Daniel Stern character of the Wet Bandits like I don't think so maybe it's just a total coincidence you know maybe the the cook just you know he he took some he took some payoff money and like left town went to Chicago and you know he blew through his money on like you know drugs and gambling and then you know got yeah. into uh you know got into robbing houses. <laughs> well, remember, Bosch does talk about, like, are you up to your old ways? And he's like, no, I've yeah. given that all up. So they imply that he has had some trouble with the law before in the movie. Yeah. See, I think there is an argument to be made that Chud <laughs> is actually a prequel to Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> it's canon. That's it. <laughs> it's canon. We're doing it. <laughs> oh, um, but anyway, yeah, I mean, I'm sorry to cut you off. <laughs> no, no, you're totally, totally fine. But yeah, I mean, there's some other actors uh, in the movie, you know, that have that did some other things as well. You know, like Christopher Curry, who I think plays Bosch, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, Bosch. The, the we just call him the cop, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then there's also a lot of really cool actors that have like cameo appearances, like uh, Sam McMurray, who yeah. I always remember as the swinger from Raising Arizona. <laughs> Same. <laughs> That's my favorite role. Of but he was in a ton of movies. He's like one of those character actors, you know, who's just he's 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 that guy. That, who is that guy? That guy who's been in like every fucking movie you know oh yeah he's i <laughs> um, mean i'm looking at him on imdb he's 197 acting credits like dude, oh, yeah. dude's been around yeah i mean he's, <laughs> he's, he's i don't think he's ever he's probably never had a starring role outside of maybe some random tv show but he's just been he's that guy who's in everything you know he's <laughs> yep. like uh uh what's his name um Howard, Clint Howard. He's like Clint Howard, you know, yep. he's just like in everything. Um, <laughs> just shows up. <laughs> right. Or uh, and then there's uh, even some really cool cameos by uh, John Goodman, of all people, who yep. I got to say, his accent is really bad <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> like, I absolutely adore John Goodman and everything he's ever been in, uh, especially right now with The Righteous Gemstones, which holy oh, shit, dude. holy shit, so good. <laughs> I, I binged the entire two seasons. Like, yes. I stop watching it. Oh, it's one of my favorite shows of the last, like, decade. Like, holy crap. So, so good. good. But then, yeah, and then, you know, with Roseanne and The Big Lebowski and just, uh, you name it, just a, 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 a litany of just amazing fucking acting roles. John Goodman is the shit, um, but he's not good in this, really. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Other than coming across as a creeper. Uh, you know, and, and, but then also he was paired up with uh, Jay Thomas, who I know is the coach yep. of Mr. Holland's Opus. <laughs> exactly. But I was going to say, that scene that they're in is is notorious because depending on the cut of the film – it appeared in the middle of the film, like the one I watched. It was like mm -hmm. kind of in the middle of the film. Yeah. Um. It appears like in the third act in some cuts and some cuts. It's the very end of the movie. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, so the, it, they move that scene all over the place. That's that's weird. I actually didn't know that. So I, re, I watched this on Amazon Prime and yeah, I'd say it happened maybe like two thirds of the way through the movie. It was definitely 
past the halfway point for sure because i i remember that i had to stop at like 58 minutes in to to go back to work and then when i came back to it it was like okay now we're gonna get into like full-on like the chuds are coming like the, the, you know they were we're racing toward the climax and it was like oh yeah john goodman i forgot he was in this you know <laughs> it, came, it came later on right oh but man. uh Anyway, yeah, so, I mean, the premise is pretty simple. Like, it's supposed to be a mystery, but, you know, we're giving it all away here that there's, um, like, toxic waste that is buried under New York City, apparently. I don't even remember what, what the guy's job was. Some some fucking guy who's got power, he's the police commissioner or some shit, I don't know. He has been making deals with all these companies to, like, dump their toxic waste under the Soho in New York City because, you know, it's the 80s and you can't just dump toxic waste anywhere. Like, you're going to make some, you know, some Avengers and some evil movie <laughs> villains out of that, you know? It, it, uh, it was the <laughs> Contamination Hazard Urban Disposal Unit. Oh, yes, sure, sure. Yeah, th- that was the real <laughs> meaning of Chud, not cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers. No, not at all. Right. But yeah, so he was taking the payoff and dumping all the shit under the streets. And then, oops, some of it got out. A bunch of homeless people get turned into like weird mutants who are like living underground. And then there's a bunch of like uh, missing persons cases and murders and strange events all happening around this one particular neighborhood. You know, uh, dude, he's the mayor or whatever the fuck his power is. I don't I don't even remember. I wasn't I didn't really care. But he's <laughs> he's got enough authority to tell like the police chief to like don't investigate it, don't say anything. And then he like overreacts when people start figuring it out or getting, you know, killed or seeing the the chud monsters. And he's just like, fuck it, like flood the sewer with uh, natural gas and blow it the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, okay, like that's your plan. I remember at one point the police chief was like, you're going to blow up the whole city. He's like, nah, just part of Soho. It's fine. (laughs) It's like, it's fucking New York City. You can just blow it up, you know? Fuck fuck Soho. It's like, wait, what? (laughs) Yeah, so, but it's just silly. It's slow. It's boring. It's quiet because there's no fucking music. And like the main character is supposedly this photographer guy played by Daniel Hurd or John Hurd, but he doesn't do anything he he doesn't do anything he has got no agency he's frankly you could just completely remove him from the movie altogether and it wouldn't change much of of anything right right which is like that's that's a pointless protagonist i honestly feel that way about all of the characters i feel like (laughs) all of them because there wasn't there like don't get me wrong the the idea of a photographer and the idea of like a guy running a soup kitchen that those are workable characters in this scenario but they don't do anything with them same thing with the cop like all bosch does is just basically bitch at the mayor you know defy orders and find his dead wife like that's it but it, it he doesn't mm-hmm. even do much so i think our, our, if you want to just jump right into this yeah let's just do it because i have a couple of ideas from when i was watching it that i kind of filed away and then just now while we were talking i was like cool put a pin yeah. in that put a pin in that put a pin in that like let's go <laughs> So, yeah, so, we're going to just we're going to go back in time. We're going to stop the movie, uh, you know, the film crew from making a terrible mistake. And we're going to say, <laughs> look, put us in charge. This is what you do. This is how you fix your movie. Chud comes out in 1984 and it like blows Gremlins out of the water because it's like the greatest horror movie of the year. Go. Yes. <laughs> so a uh, couple things to keep. It, it was the 80s. So chemical dumping was all the rage. You know, <laughs> we 70s and 80s. We, we talked about chemical dumping all the time. So we're going to keep that. So have the company disposing of toxic waste under the slums of New York City. That's fine. Again, mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. It's it's toxic Avenger level stupid, but let's keep it. it. That's what's happening. 
So I feel like the film would need to open with the tried and true montage of New York City and all of its grotesque glory, you know, yep. complete with like <laughs> muggings and, you know, you know, uh, <laughs> purse snatchings and all this stuff. Yeah. But, and like dirty, disgusting alleyways and everything is just steaming for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> yes. you know, the, the rat running down the gutter, you know, that kind of shit. So but, just the entire opening sequence to Friday the 13th, part eight, right? We're just going to lift it. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> Same sequence. <laughs> but I feel like we, we would we would end that montage closing out on a couple of hooligans beating up an old man in one of the alleyways. Zoom in and we see George, the photographer. Uh, that was his name, by the way. I forgot. <laughs> George, the photographer, getting a shot of the attacker and running in to try to help. He ends up getting the shit kicked out of him. They rob him. His camera falls to the ground and breaks. So they leave it and they take off with his watch and his wallet. Now, we're, we'd have this whole scene with these two where uh, basically he finds out that the, the the guy is homeless and they were just beating him up because they were bored. You know, like he had nothing to give. They were just kicking the shit out of him. He, th- he thanks George for helping him even. And George is like, you know, it wasn't much of a help. I got my ass kicked too. that whole thing back and forth. Now we're going to cut to him getting the, he'll, well, he'll get the film out of his camera and go to develop it. So he gets photographs of his attackers. We're going to have him go to the police station to try to be like, Hey, look, you know, these, these guys were, you know, they mugged me. They kicked the crap out of this old guy, blah, blah, blah. Have a whole back and forth where there's a lot of missing persons around New York city. So the cops are overwhelmed. They, uh, you know, they're like, we don't got time for this shit, you know, and then he's going to overhear. Uh, I forget the what <laughs> the wet bandit. I forget his fucking name. <laughs> uh, AJ. AJ. OK, so he'll he'll overhear AJ complaining about some of his his people, like the homeless people that he would feed at a soup kitchen are still missing and have him say something like maybe we find out that the old man's name is Carl, like Carl and George introduce themselves to each other. And he's like, and now Carl's missing. I don't know why Carl's always my go-to name, but it is. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe George overhears this and goes to talk to him and finds out that the homeless guy that, you know, he tried to help two days prior is now missing as well. So this could kind of be like the 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 kicking off point. So forget the whole relationship with the photographer. Our two main characters are George and AJ. You know, we got yeah, the guy yeah. running the soup kitchen. We got a photographer who just happened upon like a, a horrible New York mugging or beating and got his ass kicked and then got involved by happenstance. Okay. I really like this setup and I think it's a really good way to get into the story really fast. Like, and not just like, you know, like a cool opening with a little bit of action, but like right into like, here's our two characters. There's something going on. Go like you could do it in right. like less, less than 10 minutes. Right. And then really spend the rest, spend the time, uh, the rest of the runtime, you know, going through you know, and, and investigating the mystery and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But, uh, I'm going to toss a couple of like ideas out where I, I heard what you said and I thought, well, I had a very similar idea, which is kind of cool. <laughs> like we were going in the same direction, but like mine was a little bit different. So let's see if we can combine them. Um, so yeah, I had the same kind of concept of, yeah, like George is just a photographer. What I was thinking was we start with George where he, he's doing like a story on the homeless people, uh, in, in Soho specifically that there seems to be this community of homeless folks who just live most of the time underground. And we're just going to get this in some dialogue between him and Carl, because one of the things that they did in Chud that I thought was a mistake was they kept explaining how George, the photographer was like, he's like, I'm not a journalist. I wasn't doing this for like fame or fortune or whatever, a story, blah, blah, blah. Like I just took him because it was like, there were pretty pictures, but it's like, no, like, 
do you have this whole journalist character, this Murphy, who does fucking nothing? So right. like, just combine the two, right? So you get this photographer who is, you know, and he he works for like magazines and does like you know, expose type stories, right? So he's doing this like whole coverage on this, uh, you know, the homeless plague of Soho and you know this whole like underground, you know, community. And while he's there talking to George, uh, kind of explain maybe he's explaining some other random character like or Carl is telling him why he's there. That way we get some dialogue out loud for the viewers to hear, right? And then in one of these photos, or while he's clicking away, clicking away, he sees like down inside some tunnel or 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 uh, a sluice or something where you know these homeless people are kind of gathered around he sees like a flash of like yellow eyes and he thinks it's just like a trick of the light oh. but he's like but he's like wait he's like look he puts his camera back up tries to zoom in and he can't see it in the darkness and he's like huh that's weird but while he's doing that he's distracted and he turns and yeah and there's these dudes and they're beating up carl he's like oh shit like i turned away for a second you know <laughs> right and uh and maybe not just like thugs, but maybe like, you know, other homeless people, but like, you know, younger guys, you know, punks. And yeah, right. they beat up, they beat up Carl and they run off. And, uh, you know, George comes over, he takes their pictures and he's like, don't worry, don't worry, Carl. Like, you know, we'll get him. I'll take the photos to the cops and have Carl say something ominous like, oh, don't worry. You know, like, yeah, they, right. won't, they won't make it. Or oh, I'm not worried about them or, you know, <laughs> or something where some, he says something creepy, like, yeah, where they were going, they're not coming back. You know, like they ran <laughs> off, they ran off down one of the tunnels or some shit. You know what I mean? So he, yeah, Carl, they, they Carl, ran down the tunnel. He saw the yellow eyes in. Yeah, exactly. So Carl's like, you know, uh, poetic justice for those fucks, you know, right. but, but George is still like, no, 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 because he's like a journalist. So he's like, no, I got to like break the story. I got to like go to the cops and show them. And then, yeah, we do exactly what you did. We go to the police station, boom, AJ there we introduce aj we pivot to get aj's story and maybe aj takes george to his like soup kitchen or whatever because he yep. he knows george is doing the story he's like hey great we can get some exposure maybe we'll get like a sponsor like hey come meet everybody you know yeah and and definitely have the one thing i do want to keep is the <clears throat> the hole in the basement in in his particular building that mm-hmm. maybe like you know he he actively knocked down part of the wall because he knew there was like an abandoned subway tunnel like nearby, you know, or like a, mm-hmm. a utility tunnel that led to the subway tunnels or something. So like, yeah, I like that. we could go down in the basement and he could show him like a bunch of coolers and stuff. And he's like, you know, I leave this for the shy ones, just like he said in the, in the first movie or the original movie, mm-hmm. you don't have like coolers of like, you know, those like hand, like wrapped up sandwiches and wax paper or whatever. Um, yeah. And, like, you know, George is taking photos of the tunnel opening and all that. And maybe, like, in the shadows, like, when he's taking photos, he sees something, like, move by, you know. And and maybe he could say to AJ, like, you know, I I think one of your people is down there. And he's like, what are you talking about? I haven't seen him for weeks. And then maybe this is when they Mm -hmm. go into the tunnel and start looking around. Um, So we could even have this, like, lead right into finding maybe a freaked out homeless person that is looking for a weapon. Or maybe they have a weapon. Like, remember how... Uh, yeah. in, in the original one, she was like, I got to get a gun. You know, maybe this is where we could find out, like, something is attacking these guys, and that's why they're hiding. Yeah. Yeah. So let me let me jump in real quick here. I would like this, too, because having AJ take George back to his, like, soup kitchen where there's, like, this opening in the wall in the basement where he's, you know, AJ's feeding people on the street from the kitchen and he's feeding like the, the underground dwellers in the basement. This is why George is so interested because he's doing the story on like the underground community. And so, yeah, AJ takes him down there to exactly to your point, but this gives us a chance to have AJ explain to George, there's all these people who just live underground. Again, this way we get 
the viewers get to understand like why they're there and like why they care. And so it's like a whole lot of information, but pretty organically, you know, in mm-hmm. the first 15, 20 minutes. And then, yeah, to your point, they can kind of, they, George sees something and they, AJ is like, Oh no, it's, you know, I, it's no big deal. Like, you know, this one guy lives in here, but I haven't seen the other guy in a couple weeks down the dimension, you know, whatever they walk in and then they, they see, I think the character's name was Victor. He had this like big bite out of his leg. Right. In yeah. the, in, in Chud, maybe they come across him and that's exactly what they're like, Oh shit. Like what happened to your leg? And then, uh, that woman Val or whatever her name was, like she, maybe she walks up behind him with a gun and it's just like, what are you doing in here? You know? And, uh, but of course AJ's like, Oh Val, put the gun down. What are you doing? Where did you get that? And then again, we find out why are they scared? Like what happened to Victor? Something attacked him. She's freaked out, you know? And yeah, now it's like, okay, this is really escalating quickly. Yeah. And then that's the thing. Like, like, you know, they, maybe they could, they could tell him there's something in the tunnels, but they're not even sure exactly what's down there. Like they just hear the growling. They may be seen the flashes of the yellow eyes and, you know, like uh, a couple of them just went missing. And the case of uh, Victor, you know, something bit him and he doesn't know what, like something attacked him. Because mm-hmm. one of the things I want, I want to add into this uh, a remake or a reimagining is the concept from Chud 2 that the Chuds want to propagate their species, that they want mm-hmm. to make more of them. So whatever, like, you know, yeah, okay, we could st- still say that they're mutated by chemical waste, but they're, they're you know, like, they're communal for whatever reason. Like, these creatures yeah. mm-hmm. want more of themselves. So, like, yeah, they're still eating people, but they're also going to, some of them, they're just going to turn. And because we do see Victor turn in the original movie, but I think it would be interesting if they were taking over the homeless population rather than just feeding on the homeless population. Like, yeah, the people that were forgotten in New York now become these monsters. Okay, I love this. Right. So let's you know, we'll spoil it now. So let's find out that, yeah, there's something being dumped or hidden in the sewer system. And we'll kind of figure out like who and why. But instead of just being straight up like 80s toxic waste, you know, (laughs) right. Let's take a cue from like the crazies or, or one of these movies and make it like some kind of like a viral weapon, you know, something. I really like the ah. idea of it being a virus because then we get an organism that can have like a hive mind, you know, mm-hmm. uh, where the, again, that's all it wants to do is just replicate itself. But maybe this particular one, because it's like this souped up genetically engineered virus, possibly it, 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 it could even get to the point where it's like it becomes it's a virus, so it's like microscopic, but it it lends traits to its hosts. And maybe one of the traits that it lends to its host is that it becomes like bioluminescent to a certain degree. And that's why you get these like glowing eyes, right? And maybe oh, maybe okay. we find that maybe we find out that when we see a chud later, it like growls and opens its mouth and its fucking mouth is glowing like its eyes. Like there's some kind of like this internal glow, which is just gonna look badass, but yeah, you know, we, we don't have to explain it beyond like some kind of bioluminescent bullshit. But it's gonna it's, look really cool, you know. Glow, glow stick. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Like the saliva can be all like fucking slimy, like the like the xenomorphs and glowing like predator blood. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It'd be be fucking cool as hell. And maybe right here in the scene when, you know, Val or whoever it is that has the gun, you know, they take the gun away from her and she's explaining like, you know, everyone's got weapons now, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, maybe Victor says something about like yellow eyes, 
the eyes, you know, like something, yeah. something like that. Right. Again. We're, and then that's when George was like, wait a second. Like, I thought I saw yellow eyes like a couple of days ago, you know, like, yep. let me see if I have, let me see if I have that picture, you know, just like before we took the pictures to the cops. So we rifled through his, like his, uh, his little bag, you know, he pulls out, yeah, there it is. And it was like this picture of Carl, and these two little dots in the background that he just played off like trick of the light. And maybe Victor's like, no, no, like, you know, like he suddenly gets afraid of this photograph. Cause like shit, like something happened, you know? Yeah. What if, oh, dude, what if Carl, because remember, Carl's missing. So maybe Victor freaks out because Carl got attacked and infected, and Carl's the one that attacked him. Oh, that's good, right? So he'd be he'd so, be scared of the picture because it's a picture of Carl, and there's, like, yellow eyes in it. So yep. What if he would, like, freak the fuck out, right? Yeah. So, so, so I like this idea of it being a virus, though. Like, what if it's it's something along the lines of, like, you know, like you said, a chemical weapon – the government made for whatever reason, you know, then they, they tried to uh, de-weaponize it, like, you know, make it inactive for what you like. I don't mm-hmm. know how that but we'll, we'll give some kind of 80s MacGuffin thing. Where it's like, <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, right. They, they mixed this other chemical with it, which should have made it inactive. And, you know, but they had to dispose of it. Well, and instead, what they ended up doing was making it into something completely different. OK, so yeah. it's like it's this weird virus that is now like instead of just like killing people like it was originally intended to do now it's mutating people and that you know that it has still has that virus mentality of you know keep keep the species going um so now you all you've done is created like a weird offshoot of this this initial virus so i i, I like that idea a lot i think that that's fun okay yeah yeah okay great so we need then to do is we need to replicate like uh the villain from uh the chud movie who's i can't even remember what the fuck that guy's name was it doesn't matter the, the guy <laughs> right. who was like in charge of everything whatever we'll just call him something right so instead of him being like he was the mayor or something like that what I, again i literally can't remember because they explain it so badly in the movie he, um, he would he was some kind of businessman that was like yeah uh, in in charge of waste disposal yeah um but so like, what, yeah, he was taking bribes from other areas. Yeah. yeah. So whether he's like the, you know, working waste, private company, right? Waste disposal, like contracted by the city, right? So that, you know, they pick up garbage, whatever. So what if, it, if that's like what it was? It was this, you know, weapons lab in or near New York that, cre- that created this virus. And then it was like, okay, the government was like, nope, shut it down. Too dangerous. It's going to get out. Like, you know, interesting research, but we're going to pull the plug on this one, you know? Right. Um, so they do. So yeah, so they, 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 uh, they create a reaction with some kind of other type of reagent that's supposed to render it completely harmless and inert. And then they pay this guy's company. Hey, we're, I want you to dispose of this. Like you're going to take these canisters. You're going to lock them up. You're going to seal them. You're going to like bury them under like six, six feet of concrete somewhere, you know, seal them off forever. And do just like, cool cash in checks and dump it in the sewer, you know? Like, oh yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> because of yeah. course they would do that. Right. Eighties corporate greed. It just goes right along, you know, with the decade. Right. Perfect. Yep. Um, but also kind of just, but it's also not an insidious villain. He's not an evil villain. He's just like, cool. Like, I'm just going to cut corners. You know, it's, it's in there anyway. Right. What's the big deal? I'll just dump it in the sewer. No one's ever going to know. Cha-ching. Keeping, you know, I'm going to keep the cash money for myself. So, but we don't know that yet. So where we left off is, you know, George and AJ go into this underground, you know, sewer area and they see Victor is like hurt. Um, it was, it was Francine, not. Was it Francine or Val? Whatever, we'll call her Val. So Val, the lady with the gun, you know, they kind of explain what's going on. So at this point, like, we have a fork in the road. Either 
we just have our two main characters just go full board. Like so far it's been kind of like boom, boom, boom. Like the, you know, we're moving the, the pace of the movie along, like the exact opposite of the, of the movie we got, which is slow <laughs> exactly. as fuck. We're just going to go boom, boom, boom fast. So we can just have George and AJ just go further into the sewer to explore and like maybe encounter a chud, or we can like take a step back. Cause we don't want to like blow our load too soon. Right. And right, right. maybe, at, maybe at this point, George, who's already gone to the cops once, maybe now he's like, okay, now I have even more evidence that there's something going on. There were these thugs that attacked car, Carl. There's this guy, Victor, who's got a big fucking bite out of his leg. Val's afraid of something. Go- there's something going on, but maybe at this point, George isn't, willing to believe that it's something supernatural he's just thinking like hey there's somebody down here preying on these helpless homeless people and there's a lot of like men mentally ill people down here as well and like they have their own like private you know community they're afraid to go to the the authorities we need to advocate for them aj come with me we're gonna go talk to the cops like we're gonna get some someone someone to come down here and find out who this like serial killer is that's down here somewhere you know right um and that's how we get bosh involved we can bring in a cop character to help them or you know so far, we have a bunch of white dudes in our movie, so maybe we can, like, you know, mix up the casting on one <laughs> right. of these characters. It doesn't really matter. I don't want to be, like, you know, female for female's sake. I'm just saying it doesn't have to necessarily be Christopher Curry as Bosch, but we bring right. somebody in, right? We bring in a uh, – we bring in – maybe, hell, take the model who was Kim Greist, IMDb mm. is telling me, <laughs> and we recast her as, you know, maybe she's, like, the young rookie uh, detective, and they go back to the police station, and Captain Bosch is like, ah, I don't have time for this bullshit, just a bunch of homeless people who gives a fuck, you know, and then, you know, uh, young Kim, who's uh, trying to, like, make a name for herself, or I guess her character's name was Lauren, and she's like, I'll do it, chief! <laughs> right. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> because she's, like, trying to make a name for herself. Like, it's, like, her first week on the job. It's, like, a newly, you know, newly minted graduate detective you know she hasn't even gotten the shine off her badge yet she's super excited and like idealistic so she's gonna like you know you'll run full board into the sewer and uh and you know <laughs> maybe she should slow down a little bit <laughs> well i think okay so I, I like this so they go about they go down in the sewer to investigate right and you know maybe they can't find any of the homeless people maybe like the the area where victor and val were is is like abandoned like they're gone nice. so they start looking around and it's like what the hell is going on Maybe this is where they find the toxic dump. So they take a bunch of fucking photos of it. Now that's like city hall, you know, like mm-hmm. we have a cop <laughs> with us. We have, you know, we have evidence, you know, all of our homeless people are missing. What the fuck is going on? So they go to city hall. We have the, the, you know, the cop is there to be like, no, you know, I saw it. It's, it's true. Like here are the photos. And then this is when we find out like, you know, the, the mayor's on the, the waste disposal guys payroll. <laughs> like he's taking a kickback too. So the guy can dump waste there and be like, you know, this is, this is where your, your investigation stops, you know, because mm-hmm. she's such a rookie officer, she doesn't really have anything to say. Like, you know, the, the mayor, maybe even the chief of police is there too. Like the mayor and the chief of police are telling her like back off. And she's like, what the fuck? You know, that this is, this is so screwed up. And because it's just homeless people missing, they don't care, yeah. you know, and they, maybe they, they like, they take the photos and throw them in the, throw them in the garbage can and burn them or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. like, no one will know about your story type of thing. And hell, maybe they even arrest AJ and uh, and George for like disturbing the peace, like some trumped up charge and throw them in a holding cell overnight. And like, do you really want to continue with this story? Should we press this further type of thing and leave them trapped in, in the jail cell for a night? Because here's here's the, here's where I'm going with this. So now they're they're in a cell, like a holding cell. 
like this is this is fucking crazy you know there's this cover up going on there's all this you know money being being uh, embezzled around all that and then we're going to have the chuds are not going to stay contained so unlike the first movie where we only get like one scene of chuds coming out of the sewer and attacking <laughs> a diner nah like this is like we're we're going into third act here let's have like we'll see a subway a subway tunnel right Mm-hmm. People getting on the subway train, you know, the, the you know, people getting off the subway train, all that train pulls away and a bunch. Let's just have a fucking swarm of chuds nice. come running out of the subway tunnel and start attacking people. Nice. Just like, like, what the fuck? So, you know, I have this big attack and then have like all of these phone calls coming into the police station while AJ and George are in the holding cell. Like, what's going on? You know, it's like. What do you mean? What attacked you? What's going on? What broke into your apartment? Like all these different phone calls coming in. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, like you hear like gunshots in the street. The cops go rushing out. There's fucking chuds attacking New York City. Oh, perfect. Yeah. OK, wait, before we get too into this, because like this is where the light bulbs are going off. we got like big like action sequence. Let me uh, at, the, at the risk of like deflating this. Let me just back up a little bit. Right. Okay. So I'm going to back way up to. Yeah, uh, Officer Lauren, right? For the, she goes like, I'll do it, Chief, right? She runs off with like George and AJ. They go back into the sewer. Like you said, it's fucking empty. Victor's mm-hmm. gone. Val's gone. There's nothing. There's not even any food left. All the food that AJ left there is gone. Hell, maybe the soup kitchen itself is like, like trashed. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, like they got out. <laughs> not just like killed everybody, but like they went somewhere. So they're like, what's going on, right? And maybe this is when we learn. We're gonna learn a little bit more information. Maybe Lauren is like, like this is so weird. This is just like what like Sanderson and Crespi were telling me about this case that they were working where they were in the subway and there was just people going missing like left and right. Like it was weird, you know. And it's ah, like okay. Okay. So this way, I want to kind of justify having a huge crowd of chuds. It can't just be like, you know, half a dozen homeless people in a certain area, but like, let's have her mention, okay, this is happening elsewhere. So then you can just extrapolate that homeless in this particular neighborhood, you know, people in the subway tunnels here and there, here and there, just let the, let the viewer, you know, then imagine how big it can be because in fucking New York city, you know? Right, Um, right. Right. So we throw a couple of lines. And yeah, same thing. So then have have Officer Lauren be like, OK, well, we got to like, you know, they discover these uh, crates of, you know, to- uh, toxins or whatever. And they just assume it's toxic waste or they don't really understand what it is. And maybe it's stamped with Chud. And uh, I always thought the acronym that they the fake one that they use, like the containment hazard, whatever, like it wasn't exactly right because uh, yeah. it because it was grammatically strange. So I just thought it could be something as simple as like chemical hazard unit disposal, right? Just real simple, that, straight, that straightforward, works. right? Um, so then they're like, okay, and it has like the company's name on it. So she, being a detective, she's going to go to that company, right? Barge into like the CEO's office or whatever and be like, you know, you've been dumping shit in the sewers. But as she barges in, you know, have this, this this guy, I, I don't know, we'll call him uh, I don't know, O'Brien or something. O'Brien's like, uh, oh, uh, Evening, uh, Detective. Uh, what is it? Uh, you know, Lauren Daniels. Hi. Uh, have you met the mayor? You know. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Right? And the mayor is just in there. And, and to your point, and then the mayor is like, "Shut this shit down. Like this is ridiculous. You barge in here. Like this guy's an upstanding like citizen. He works for the city. He's got a contract." And then you know she's blurring 
blurting out her story and the mayor's like wait what did you say like you were trespassing on like uh you know this guy's private like you know dumping area blah 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 you know and then he orders her to arrest these other two and like just to further humiliate her like she brought you know george and aj with her as like backup and instead she has to take them away in cuffs you know so yeah to your point ah nice okay she 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 puts them in the holding cell and she's like don't worry i'll be back <laughs> you know <laughs> nice because <laughs> she's this idealistic like young you know uh, uh whipper snapper and she's not going to like take uh you know the the berating that the mayor gave her you know uh, laying down like she's going to bounce back and you know and be the hero <laughs> right uh you know she's all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and shit uh yeah so you know she she kind of runs off uh and maybe you know i don't know i'm trying to think of like where she's going to go get some help from somebody or or she's got she's she's gonna, or maybe she's going to go back and she's going to you know track down or investigate you know the or wiretap the ceo guy whatever i don't know maybe you can help me out here but in some way we need we need to have her over here the ceo guy o'brien tell the mayor or have the mayor tell him like i thought you had dumped that stuff like what are you doing it's just in the sewer anyone can find it you know you were supposed to get rid of it you know and just right. that way we kind of we kind of get the explanation where you know she's overhearing them in some in some way you know illegally you know, listening in you know nice Okay. Anyway, yeah. I think I think that that lays our whole plot out, and then yeah, and then we can kind of jump forward into like, here come the chuds, and like you know, <laughs> fuck, we don't need a mystery. Like we just found out, you know, what's going on. You know, Detective Lauren figured it all out, you know, in one way or another, and then our two main characters are locked up in like the worst place they could be. You know, right. I I think the 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 main problem with the original movie, like like I said, there there was not enough chuds. <laughs> like there really wasn't enough chud <laughs> <Right>. action. So, <laughs> more, so chuds. <laughs> more chuds, damn it. Um, so yeah, I think when we have this, like this third act, like battle, um, the whole, like the whole thing literally should be like a zombie invasion, mm-hmm. but with chuds and like, you know, you only need a few principal, uh, principal chuds to be like up <laughs> close. The rest can be like in return of the living dead, you know, and other zombie movies, where they just got like some some shit on their face, <laughs> like wearing <laughs> right. ripped up clothes, just running in the background. Like they they just give all the extras like put this glow stick in your mouth. You know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, bite down on this. <laughs> but like, yeah, like it doesn't need to be fancy. But I think like having the citizens and the cops like fighting against these fucking monsters would make for like a just a crazy fun, you know, like third act. And you know, eventually, obviously, we're gonna have the 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 humans win. You know, they'll they'll yeah. defeat the chuds, or so we think. Because I have an idea for how this should, <laughs> should end. Um, but yeah, so like you know, we're gonna have uh, have Lauren, you know, get AJ and and uh, and George out of the cell. You know, they're gonna help like you know fight back against the chuds. You know, and then then it's like the mayor and the waste disposal guy can't cover it up because it's like well how can you cover this up? (laughs) It's like, there's, there's fucking chuds in the street killing people. (laughs) Like, yeah, everyone's going to know about this. Right. Yeah. The, the cat's out of the bag. Right. Right. So the, the story is going to break about it, you know, chemical waste and and mutations and blah, 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 blah. So I feel like, you know, after the zombie chud invasion, (laughs) like after the whole third act, um, we would, we would see like, you know, the the news basically being like, you know, Lauren is, is getting some kind of commendation and, you know, George and AJ are like, you know, in the news, like doing interviews and stuff like that. Um, and then we're going to see like the toxic waste cleanup crew. So we're going to see him going down in like the sewers and all that and like disposing of all this hazardous material. 
And I want to get like a POV shot of like, you know, like hear the respirator, like the Darth Vader, like, <laughs> like breathing through the gas mask. POV shot, turn and look down a tunnel and just see a bunch of fucking chuds rush out of the tunnel at the screen. Black screen credits. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. Oh, see, what I thought you were going to say is you look down a tunnel and you see two sets of yellow eyes. And then and then you see more eyes and more eyes and more eyes. And oh, fuck, here they come. <laughs> right. That would that, I mean, you could even start it like that. But I love the idea of having them rush the camera oh, and then boom, sure. black screen credit. But after credit scene, just because it's fun, um, we should see like the the military helping dispose of the the chud bodies, you know, like throwing them on the backs of trucks and whatnot. But. Mm-hmm. Maybe the ones that aren't really damaged, like, all that much, they start putting in, like, a different truck. Yeah. And we see, uh, you know, one, like, maybe one of the officers is like, this one doesn't seem to be dead. And be like, hold on a second. And they inject him with something. And we see, like, the officer's badge says Oliver Bud. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yes. And they, and they got to put him in, like, a barrel or something, like, fucking time yes. in, you know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I love that. Yeah, we, we jumped like straight to the end. I do want to see a scene. If we back up a little bit, I want to see a scene where like George and AJ are like in the holding cell. So in a holding cell, they wouldn't be like handcuffed, right? They're just like in a yeah. jail cell and it's a holding cell. So it's not like it's, uh, you know, deep security or anything. So maybe there's like a drain in the floor, you know, uh, or oh. there's, a, there's a toilet or something. And maybe the toilet's been ripped off the wall by some other like disgruntled guy you know, who'd been in there for too long. Right. Whatever. It's some kind of access to the sewer. And yeah, so we have uh, Lauren like run off like you know don't worry guys i'm gonna get him i'm gonna get to the bottom of this <laughs> and uh you know and then the fucking while she's off investigating like the the source of the the chud uh, infection we're fine we're seeing the chud invasion is happening like she's investigating it but it's like cool that's for us as the viewers but she ain't helping shit because the invasion has already begun which i think is an inch another cool of an interesting twist because it's not like they're going to try to prevent it or you know discover everything and then oh no you know here it comes no look it, it started already like she didn't even realize <laughs> like while she's all like listening to wiretaps the 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 subway system is being completely overrun. You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think that's kind of ironic, right? Um, that would be fun. So while she runs off, it's like just a couple minutes later, and like you know, George and AJ are like, "Oh, what the fuck? They were stuck in here." And then like, boom, this like hand like bashes up through the drain in the floor, and they're like, "Oh shit!" You know, and they're like <laughs> stuck in this cage. <laughs> but then, and there's this monster who's like bang, just banging on the tile floor, like trying to get up through the drain, trying to make the hole bigger, you know. And then you, it's, it's like this little bang, bang, like ticking clock of like, "Shit, is he gonna get through?" And like they're screaming for help, and all the cops are gone, you know. And all the other, uh, maybe there's a couple other holding cells, and people are just freaking out. And then maybe they see another one of the holding cells that Chud does does jump up out of like you know some hole in the wall or whatever, and like rips some dude apart and they're just like oh shit there's <laughs> <laughs> like kicking at the hand like get away get away <laughs> yeah <laughs> and maybe this is when lauren comes back in and she's like hey guys i figured it out and they're like we don't care keys now <laughs> like <laughs> get us the fuck out of here <laughs> she's like i figured out the whole secret like she, she or she's like you know i figured it out it's like some kind of infestation yeah we know look around <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that would be awesome. <laughs> then we get some of that humor in there too. You know, like she would be, she would be, you know, this like young, idealistic, like starry-eyed, like comedy, you know, comic <laughs> relief. Like again, I don't want to pick on her because she's like the dumb girl, but I right. just think it's a fun, it's a fun character, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, you and you and you do need some kind of comic relief. Like again, I think that's that's part of what was missing from the original Chud. There was no comic relief. There was there was no like levity. It was all just like basically a giant shit sandwich that they wanted you to keep taking bites out of. 
Yeah, yeah, for, for sure, you know, for sure. And like I said, you know, I, in this day and age, like in, back in the early 80s, like this, this, no one would have given a crap about like, you know, the, the gender politics stuff I'm mentioning now. If it came out today, you'd have to have AJ or George or somebody be, you know, a, a woman or a person of color or something because it couldn't oh, just absolutely. be like a couple of white dudes who saved the day. You know what I mean? So, yeah. but back in the early 80s, like, that's what you got. <laughs> you right. know, I, I hate to say it, you know what I mean? Mid, uh, middle-aged white dudes save the day. Yeah. I mean, look at the look at the cast on IMDb, and like, uh, there isn't exactly a dark, uh, you know, skin tone in there, except for all the dirty people, <laughs> <You Right. know? laughs> all the homeless people with the soot on their face. Right. And the only woman in the there's only two women in the movie. One of them's a dirty homeless person. Another one's like a model who's getting naked, you know, and then pregnant because that's all girls are for, right? Getting naked and getting pregnant, right? <laughs> Oh my God, it's sad because it's true. Like that's exactly. that's exactly what they did in this movie. Yes, exactly. It's, it's it's pretty terrible. That's why I'm saying. Like, oh. I think this Officer Lauren is a really really good like you know fun like comic relief. And uh, but we 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 got to mix it mix it up a little bit. So you know she's right. she's not. It's like oh she's a girl, isn't she cute? You know because even in the early 80s I don't want to I don't want to want to do that. But right. anyway, the point is I think this is fun. Yeah, and then we just have we see the invasion happening everywhere. Now you mentioned the military coming in, and so what I pictured was like that scene at the end of Shaun of the Dead when it's like it looks like you know we're dead we're surrounded like there's no way out of this and then boom here comes like a big like armored you know uh troop carrier to start mowing down you know chuds and like right you know, all these like military dudes jump out like hut, 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 you know line them up and start blasting away and and it's like you know they came to save the day and then oh, you know, absolutely they're, they're gonna you know then, then yeah you'll see the you know the news coverage and yeah the cleanup crews and all that and then exactly to your point we see the really cool like you know, the yellow eyes and the darkness and they rush the camera. We get the, you know, we get the, the disturbed song, you know, like in you know, the, <laughs> right. the dead remake. And then, yeah. And then we get that like mid credits or after credit sequence where it's like those same military dudes that showed up or, you know, uh, yeah, they find, but, you know, yeah, they find, they find one that isn't quite dead and maybe they can, maybe they can utilize this weapon after all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they should, they should bring something up about that. Like, you know, it's a shame that, that all of that, that, uh, you know, like military, all of that, uh, you know, arms spending, you know, went into this this project and it's just being trashed. It's like maybe there's a way to salvage it, you know, and then we see like them, them packing up bud. <laughs> oh, you know, what it would be even more fucked up or exactly that. But like we have this like, you know, military general or some guy come in. He's like, in, you know, inspecting the cleanup crew and he's like, oh, we're like, what a fucking waste, you know, like all the money. Right. But then maybe the fucking like uh, the dude, the CEO guy, the O'Brien guy who is the CEO of the waste management company. Maybe he shows up. He's like, right. You know, <laughs> like like he, he knew this guy. Like, you know, he had dealings with this military guy. He's like, yeah, it's a bunch of bullshit. You know, I was take, I was on the I was on the take and I thought I had the shit packed away, but fucked up, you know, and then yeah. Like, yeah, you know, it happened. But don't worry, like, we'll we'll get our investment back, you know, whatever, you know, whatever. Yeah. And it's like, well, oh, shit, like this guy was getting his palm greased from both sides. <laughs> and, and it makes sense, too, because like in, in Chud 2, we open with like the military basically arguing that they should be allowed to continue the Chud program because it shows promise, you know. And like there's that one general who like really wants to push forward and then that other one that thinks it's immoral. And it's like. That is the perfect kind of setup, you know, for, for the, like, this is the perfect kind of setup for that, where it's like, you have this crooked, you know, military guy who's like, you know, fuck, we're going to, we're going to make this work, you know, by any means necessary. And, and, and yeah, then we do Chud too. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> That'd be awesome. And then, of course, we can do the Home Alone connection where we can have, like, the, the general guy tell the CEO. Or the CEO is like, well, what am I going to do about these people? You know, they, like, know the secret. And then have them be like, oh, well, you got all that money. Shut them up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Pay them off. <laughs> yeah. That'd be fun. <laughs> so we, we can have, like, another Home Alone movie where dad keeps waking up to Chud nightmares. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Just like, you know, uh, like, uh, you know, Kevin's mom, uh, uh, you know, she wakes up on the, on the Kevin, plane. You're like, Kevin, you know, have him wake up be like, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love it. Oh, I love it. It's so fun. good. It's so stupid, but so good. <laughs> now, see, if this movie had come out, it would have been awesome. It would have been exactly the type of like early 80s horror comedy that would have fit right, right into the other movies that were coming out at that time period. There was a lot of these sort of like almost whimsical horror movies because that's not a straight slasher, right? It's not a no. gore, it's not a gore fest, you know, it's it's, you know, doing zombies, but in kind of an interesting way. Again, they're not trying to just kill for killing sake. They want to spread the infection and, you know, spread their colony and yeah. uh, they stop the infestation. I feel like it almost falls into that reanimator category where it's like yeah. it is a horror movie and there's like there's, you know, a lot of wacky shit happening, but there is going to be some comic relief. There is going to be some like crazy over the top effects. You know, it's it's not going to just be like this uh, kind of how the original was this by the books like, oh, there's a monster coming. <laughs> like, <laughs> I hate those types of movies where it's like. We're going to just keep teasing the monster. And then when you finally see it, it makes no fucking sense. Yeah, exactly. I think the reanimator is the absolute perfect uh, example of exactly the type of movie that this would be like. It's a really cool concept taken seriously. Yet Having fun with it, you know, not, oh, yeah. uh, not taking it too seriously. Uh, yeah, I, this would be really fun. And we could still have plenty of the scenes from the original that worked. Like we could have the diner scene. Like when we, when the chuds finally break out, we could see montage all around the city where it's like, we see cops in a diner and then like, you know, they're teasing the cook and all that joking back and forth. And then fucking chuds break in and start killing everybody. You know, we could see the, <laughs> the little kid in the hallway playing with a bouncy ball. And then the fucking like door to the basement busts open and a chud rushes him and his mom, you know, like mm -hmm. there are yep. so many ex like so many ways to just do like that, you know, quick cut montage of bunch of spooky scenes, you know, to show that this is happening all over the city. Like it's an outbreak. Um, yeah, exactly. We could have like utility workers like in the sewer that they just get, you know, overrun. Yeah. I mean, we can add some additional stuff to it as well. But yeah, to your point. Yeah. A lot of the death scenes we could use. Hell, the lady walking her dog who gets pulled into the manhole. Yeah. Boom. We, do, we can still do that. And that's and that's the, the thing is like all the stuff that worked about the original movie, you could still do here. Um, hell, even the stuff that didn't work, you could still do here. Like, why the fuck does the one Ch Chud's neck just stretch out so she can conveniently chop his head off? Like, <laughs> yeah, right. It was just like, <laughs> like it stretched out like Henrietta from Evil Dead 2. It's like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. You know, but. Fuck, do it. I don't care. Maybe chuds can stretch themselves. Who cares? <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, they're, they're mutating their host bodies anyway, but all you had to do there was just have more makeup effects that are like ver uh, very, what's the word? More makeup effects with a variety of, you know, bodily uh, mutations. Like this guy's got yeah. a long head or he's got like one long lumpy arm, you know, or, you know, this guy's super tall or super skinny or, you know, fuck this dude's like, you know, missing a foot and, and just walking on in anyway. Or, you know, he, he grew like three bones at the bottom of his leg for some reason, <laughs> you know, whatever. Right. We just, we, you can just have the special effects artists go nuts with like, just give everybody who's going to be 
on camera, like one weird mutation, you know, besides like the glowing eyes and shit. And that way yeah. it, it was, it, you could just totally mix it up, you know, and, you, and then all the fans like us, we'd be like, oh, yeah, that's like the football one who has like this giant like gorder <laughs> on his neck. And like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, and you could totally do the, the super cheap effects, like the weird bladders, the pulsating bladders. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, they have the big skin boils that are like pulsating, you yeah, know, you, exactly. you could have like like the weird stretchy limbs like we're talking the jaw that just stretches out for no reason as it's just like leaking green fluid out of its mouth. <laughs> yeah. Or like I mentioned the guy who like comes up through like a, you know, like a drain in like the holding cell. Like what if it's just like an arm that comes up and then it just pulls up this, like it's like this empty bag where like all the bones are missing for some reason. Oh, yeah. you know? Like that'd be a, that would, how fucking creepy would that be? If like an arm right. came out of the sewer and then dragged along like a skin sack behind it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's Timmy from Count Creepy Head. <laughs> <laughs> That's, oh shit oh shit timmy's a chud <laughs> oh i love it I the love boy it. with no bones has become a chud <laughs> oh there's so many fun ways that we could make the monsters in this movie where like that really that's the bad thing about the first one it's like it promised cool monsters that it didn't deliver no, you know, and and we could do that with this too. And hell, we 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 spent you know as much time reviewing the movies than we then just did like trying to improve it because we didn't really spend a lot of time on it. Honestly, it doesn't really need any more than what we did. Like just take the movie no. that we got and like fix it. But one of the things they need to fix is the special effects. You got to just go go you know go ham on the makeup who gives a shit about all this human drama we don't need all these set pieces you know the apartment buildings and like you know soup kitchens and police uh you know uh precincts like whatever like we don't need like there are so many set pieces you know in the in chud like we don't need all that don't spend your money on all of that spend your money on special effects like we just need like the tunnels and like the police house that's all we need like fuck everything yeah. else like you know pay your special effects guys to make some cool you know uh, uh you know popping pimple bleeding ulcer <laughs> effects you know right and i mean hell half of those sets could literally be done on a sound stage you know like yeah, you, you exactly. would need like that one opening montage shot of new york city which uh, yeah that's probably going to cost money but it's like do the opening montage do a couple of like scenes of the city like just record a bunch of scenes around the city and and intersplice them to remind people yeah this takes place in new york you know <laughs> it's like yeah but you, exactly you don't need a lot of set dressing like it's it's very simplistic and it and it should be it's a movie called chud <laughs> yeah exactly like let's just have fun with it you know exactly and uh right. yeah for sure and like even like the subway stuff like you could just go to a real real subway station like film some trains going by stopping people getting off you know and then when the train goes you you know pan your camera down the dark tunnel then you cut away to some sound stage where you got a bunch of people running out of the you know the darkness you know with like some right. fake brick walls like it doesn't have to be perfect like it's a you know low budget early 80s horror movie like just spend the money on a better script and better special effects and it's it's a win-win i mean it's a fucking music (laughs) right right realistically i will say the toxic avenger had better production quality than the than the first chud movie like toxic avenger had some bet it had better effects like yeah the acting was who boy um but it's like (laughs) you know the scenes the music everything worked better in toxic avenger than it did in chud (laughs) And it's like, yeah, I that's agree. saying something. 
But you take John Hurd and Daniel Stern and you put them in Toxic Avenger and you have a fucking great movie because you have a couple of guys who actually can act. They just had they right. were given shitty stuff to do. Like the script was trash, but give yeah. them a good script. And I mean, we you saw them at Home Alone. We've seen them in a bunch of stuff. Like those those are they're both great actors. There's no reason why they can't you know have fun with this this stuff and do good with it. Yeah. So you know, and then you just you need some kind of sound uh, uh, soundtrack. And hell, even if it's just like you know eerie techno you know fucking synthesizer shit because it was the early 80s like that cool just give, give us some yeah exactly give us some dark wave like some eerie you know sounds to really uh, punctuate the scenes where we're supposed to be freaked out because the original movie was so quiet it's like there was no difference between walking down the street and getting pulled into the sewer like it was like <laughs> at what point am i supposed to jump like the music needs to tell me like how to get tense you know that's right what, that's what the sound effect does in a horror movie. You know, it's like cueing you up to get freaked out. Absolutely. And, and this, again, we, we keep saying it, but this movie was sorely lacking that Um, (laughs) one thing I did, I did want to mention when we were talking about the film proper and, and I forgot to bring it up. It does one of those things that I hate about action movies in the eighties. Like, and don't get me wrong. I love action movies in the eighties, but I hate this trope. Um, it's it's so badly done here. I laughed my ass off when I saw it. So at the end of the movie, when, you know, chemical dumping douchebag is like trying to run over AJ and George and he's he's in the truck and like the mm-hmm. uh, Lauren gets, you know, gets him out of the sewer and she pulls him to safety and he like plows through a bunch of boxes, <laughs> like turns around and starts <laughs> driving at him. And AJ fires like seven times out of a six, you know, six shot revolver. Um, <laughs> like <laughs> right. he eventually shoots the guy and he just slumps over dead in like immediately. He's like, Bleh! just falls yep. over dead. <laughs> and his, his, the car slowly like starts. And it's just like, it's trailing off. Cause apparently his foot let off the gas and it hits the open manhole. Like the tire goes into it and the fucking thing explodes. <laughs> I know. What was the ignition point? (laughs) Like, well, yeah. So like we, we didn't repeat that uh, plot point from the real movie where they like flooded the sewer with natural gas, which first of all, like wouldn't work because they talked a lot about how they were trying to seal it off. And I'm like, you know how many fucking like sewer grates and shit there are? You can't seal off the sewers. It doesn't work anyway. But yeah, so obviously it was supposed to explode because of all the gas they had pumped down there. But I mean, I was I watched the movie and even just today when I was reviewing it, like I did, I stopped right there and I rewound it and I'm like, did it spark? Like maybe right. when it and like no, but nothing. There was no spark. There was nothing. It was just a rubber tire hit a manhole and it fucking blew up. <laughs> and that that was my thing. I'm like, I get that there was gas, but like, where was the ignition? Like, what was what caused the explosion? And it was such a small explosion because they were just just talked about how they filled the whole sewer with natural gas. And even if it had worked, it worked enough where George and AJ were like getting sick from it. So, OK, fine. So, you know, we'll go with your movie illusion that it worked. So how come like half of Soho didn't just explode or at the very <laughs> right. least, how come how did, how come you didn't have every manhole just suddenly blow up? Like where was the rest of the gas? Like you only had fire coming out of that one spot and it wasn't even like that big of, a, of an explosion. No, it was mostly the truck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the truck was on fire. But, like, it should have been all those manholes that had, like, cars parked on top of them to block them off. They all should have just went flying. Like, that should have been a giant, like, fucking Michael Bay explosion because you blow up the whole fucking neighborhood. You got cars flying everywhere. That should have been the exclamation point at the end of their movie. But instead it was, like, blow up the bad guy's truck and and then roll credits. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it was so dumb. (laughs) Yeah. 
And the thing is, I know so many people who genuinely say they like Chud, and I don't know why. Like, I I tried to look at this through a nostalgic lens when I watched it. Because, again, I watched it a ton as a kid. And, like, it did inform, like, even my play patterns as a child, where it was, like, playing with my G.I. Joe. was like, oh, toxic waste mutation. It's a monster now. Like, th- that shit was totally 80s. Like, it, so there's parts of it that I remember that I'm like, yeah, that was cool. But the film itself is just bad. Like, it's it's boring. It's slow. There's no fucking music, like you said. The acting, like, you have good actors who are doing nothing. There's so many scenes that go nowhere. So many characterizations that go nowhere. Like, uh, it's just, it's, it's mind-numbing. Because every time, like, they brought one of these guys on screen, it was like you could see that they could have done something. <laughs> but no, instead we just get a bunch of talking head shit. It's oh, it was terrible. Yeah, it was. You know what it was? It reminded me a lot of like a like a seventies era, you know, gritty New York like cop drama. Like they were really trying to do this sort of like interpersonal stuff with like the you know the cop whose boss doesn't respect him and like his wife is missing and the photographer who like knocks up his girlfriend and what's he gonna do? And it was like the right. you know the journalist who's just trying to like you know come on guys work with me here. Like I need a story, yeah, you know. And it's like that was all well and good, but it had nothing to do with the fact that you're making like a silly monster movie with like goofy special effects like these things don't fit together you know you can't they try to take it way too seriously but it's not like the french connection like that's not what you're making here (laughs) you know (laughs) exactly so oh uh, anyway i think we did a good job uh and i think i would you know like most of the ideas that we've talked about, you know, just to pat ourselves on the back, you know, is I oh, would yeah. love to see this movie. Like if this had been the Chud movie, I think it would have been a big hit. It would have been one of those cool, like, you know, silly monster cult classics from the 80s. And, uh, you know, I think people would dig it. And I know I would would have loved to see this. And Bud the Chud, even oh, Bud yeah. the Chud that we got would have been better. Even even if it was right. just like the really cheap, low budget, like silly ass sequel, it would have been better because it would have it would have been based on something that made a lot more sense, you know? Yeah. And that's the oh, thing. Right. it's like Return of the Living Dead one to two. Part two is not a great movie, but it's fun because of like what came before it. Like you're you're building on a better property. So it's it's just it's still a fun movie in its own right. Bud the Chud is a fun movie but it the first movie is just utter dog shit. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, but quick side note, I did want to mention uh, the dude who plays Ben in um, the crazies that we just watched for for mm-hmm. uh, Men's Closet. Mm-hmm. That dude is showing up in like everything I'm watching. He's in Bud the Chud. Oh like, really? I forgot. Yeah, he's he's like one of the one of the military guys in Bud the oh, Chud. Okay. Like, wait a second, like didn't I just see this guy in something else? And then it was like, oh yeah. And I'm trying to think there was another movie I just watched with him in it. Like he's he dude's showing up in everything. Oh, Demonic Toys. <laughs> he's, he was in that as well. So, Weird. yeah, I, I can't think of any good examples off the top of my head now. But, yeah, that's that seems to have happened a few times in the past with the Boogeyman's Closet where, you know, there's been some supporting cast member who's like come up a couple of times you know, in the movies. Like, you know, you do a whole, you know, like a werewolf month or ghost month or whatever. And it's like, how do you end up with this one actor who's in like all these movies, you know? <laughs> right. Just keeps on coming up. <laughs> so I'm going to use that as a segue to ask you, Mike, we've mentioned the Boogeyman's Closet a couple of times. Tell the listeners what that is uh, and we'll get out of here. Well, that is our weekly uh, horror movie review podcast. Uh, We are currently taking a slight hiatus 
Um, I think by the time you hear this, we will be in full swing of our hiatus. Uh, but we will be coming back in July with a uh, all brand new format and uh, a whole bunch more movies. We're looking into big budget horror for July, so oh, nice. it, it should be very interesting because that that opens a very wide scope of of genres. <laughs> Nice, nice. Not so many of those uh, low-budget pieces of shit. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Big budget pieces of shit now. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And what's the, what's sad is that yeah, usually the bigger the budget, the bigger the piece of shit. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just be... gonna say twenty. Uh, what is it? Twenty tons Wolfman. Oh. Oh, oh God. <laughs> oh. That was painful. Painful. And it um, was so <laughs> high budget. <laughs> it was oh my god it was ridiculous anyway so yeah if anyone is interested in checking out uh the return of the boogeyman's closet or you know more of this show or more podcasts like this one as we always mention go check out redpantheon.com or red pantheon on all the social media platforms uh, it's a super group uh, a team up collective of artists musicians podcasters photographers you name it uh, if you like this show or the boogeyman's closet uh or count creepy heads saturday morning monster Mash, then you should definitely check out Red Pantheon and find some other project uh, that you'd be interested in checking out as well. Uh, you can visit me on Comics Boost, that's comics with an X, on Instagram and Twitter to come check out some crowdfunding campaigns for awesome new comic book projects. Uh, anything else, Mike? No, I think that's pretty much it. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for tuning in to the Raised by Rentals program. If you had fun, visit us also on the socials at Raised by Rentals and RaisedByRentals.com. Let us uh, know what you think. Uh, leave us you know, a rating, comment, whatever. And if there's a topic that you think we should improv, improve next time, uh, drop us a line. With that, I'm Josh. Now, I'm Mike. And we have to return some videotapes. Raised by Rentals is a member of the Rad Pantheon Network. Visit radpantheon.com to support rad stuff. The theme music is Forbidden Fruit by Velvet Bethany. You can purchase music and learn more at velvetbethany.com. underground dwellers chud they're not staying down there anymore <laughs>